Thank you for joining XRO, which is India's first AR VR focused podcast. And today I'm really delighted and happy to have with me Mr. Arvind Nirakantan, who's currently the tech evangelist at Epic Games. He's he's been one of the front movers when it comes to AR VR MR. He's part of companies such as Disney, Nickelodeon, and also Unity. So thank you, Arvind. It's a pleasure and honor to have you on the show. So just for context. to my audience can you start with a little background who you are what you been doing and what 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 got you so excited for AR VR MR sure man thanks eddy uh, for having me on the show uh, i'm excited to be having a conversation with you i have been in the gaming space i would say you know now the more appropriate term would be like more real time space for about 12 to 13 years now i began uh, as most south indians are as a mechanical engineer uh and then i um and then but my interest has all, had always been in animation and in and in actually telling stories and creating content for it uh and during the during my engineering time uh, i kind of learned maya on my own and then i created a demo reel and then started like you know making playing around with animation uh and then with my demo reel and with my show reel i applied for a masters in uh, drexel university in philadelphia and then i did my masters uh, for about two and a half years over there but somewhere in the middle i kind of uh, in the middle of masters i realized that my interest lies more in games than in animation primarily because i didn't have any patience for animation especially the rendering time so i kind of like pivoted and i and, and i in fact took a course in game technologies and blah blah and then you know uh, and then that led me to a job in los angeles with a small startup company but it was founded by uh, one of the giants in the gaming industry nolan bushnell who was the founder of atari games if you are familiar with him uh, so he had a startup called uwink so i uh, so him nolan bushnell along with his son brent bushnell uh, we uh, we were like you know i was in a small startup uh, where even before touch screens we had a, 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 a we kind of home made or home brewed a touch screen for restaurants to play multiplayer games uh, at that time uh, and then there was a short stint and from there i joined nickelodeon games again in los angeles uh, i was doing like mmorpgs for the most part or multiplayer uh, massively multiplayer online role playing games uh, for nickelodeon and nickelodeon's ips Uh, which include like you know your uh, neopets and tmnt and and even made a game for dora the explorer and what not but i was a full stack engineer which meant like you know client server tool development database blah blah all of those things uh, so i was there then from there i returned to india uh, because i had never worked in india before so i just wanted to know what it was like so i was a technical architect uh, slash lead architect for disney uh, where uh, where i was leading the ar vr and the lab part of uh, disney along with the mobile games division then i joined uh, unity uh, where i was uh, like you know because i'd worked in game space for a while uh, i thought it was a good time to also teach the community about how to make games and from unity now i'm with uh, unreal uh, where i've been there for almost uh, almost 10 months now uh, and uh, here i i'm an evangelist a technical account manager head of tech whatever you want to call uh for uh, for india and southeast asia where um, where i'm helping game companies and anyone who wants to use real time tech to start using uh using this tech for their uh, for their purposes and right now because unreal engine itself is being used in a number of verticals uh my old passion of animation uh is coming back to me because now i don't have to wait for render time all of that is done in real time so that's like 
not so brief introduction about me Uh, thank you, Arvind. Thank you for sharing your journey. It's you've been an exciting journey. You've been part of so many companies, and you mentioned that at the core, you are a mechanical engineer and storyteller. Storyteller who loved animation. Right now, you have uh, moved from there to you know, Epic Games, which is one of the biggest companies. And you know, for me, also my journey has been. I've been vested in uh, the creative industry. I was. I used to play for a rock band. For 15 plus years, I have composed for a couple of Bollywood films. I used to compose for a lot of advertising jingles and stuff like that. So I have a production house where I used to create content. 2015, I discovered virtual reality when one of our clients said, "Okay, can you create live action virtual reality content?" And they wanted us to push the boundary. and create stereoscopic content and in 2015 there was just a few 360 degree stereoscopic cameras there was ozo uh, there was uh, google which had odyssey and all of these were like super super expensive and but i i i read a little bit about virtual reality and it was in all of the technology and what it could do so i invested a lot of money we built our own 16 camera 360 rig got the open source uh, files from uh, you know what uh, was available on the net what google was doing with odyssey they had a 12 camera rig we added top bottom created a complete 360 degree rig this was 2015 and we i directed produced india's first stereoscopic vr horror short film called crackle in 2016 how sure. do you think AR, VR, MR, and all of these other converging tech going to impact storytelling and content creators. And what should the studios, content creators, uh, and the ones who are vested in the creative industry look look out for? Well, uh, AR or VR or XR, whatever you want to call it, it's a technology, uh, and it will enable you to tell your story and there's different ways in which you can you can use the tech uh, and i'm always a believer in 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 not using the tech for the sake of using it just because it's there just you don't need to use it for for a movie uh, but it's a it it does it has a lot of tools around it that enables you to tell your story so for example uh let's talk about your regular feature film and one of the ways that virtual reality has been used quite extensively is through location scouting in vr for places that don't exist yet uh, or have or will never exist so for example uh, we have uh, we have mandalorian uh, or we have even uh, a lot of movies like the lion king where uh, the entire set was made in unreal or made in a real time engine uh, and you and directors had could put on their virtual reality glasses to go to kind of scout the location to see like what place works best for for them uh you also had the other way on the, on the other side of virtual reality where entire movies were made with virtual reality like the ones that you just made um and that is a kind of a different medium of even storytelling because you because that is that kind of reminds me of this example where in the early 19 early 20th century or late 19th century uh people were just still figuring out how to make movies uh using a camera so uh, but they were still used to place so they used to just keep a place a camera in in a single place and they used to act in front of the camera um and and then someone realized it actually move the camera uh, and that, and that took like 30 years for for folks to realize since the motion pictures came into being and for me virtual reality based movies or in that early 19th century or late or, or rather early 20th century or late 19th century era where folks are still trying to figure out what is the grammar or what is the vocabulary of telling a good story using virtual reality um and similarly so it's not like you know it's 
virtual reality as a medium to tell stories is is definitely somewhere that's interesting and using virtual reality in order to tell your regular stories like regular rectangular framed uh, movies is also something that's very uh, that, that that could be used because of the immersion that you get out of it uh so you know uh, and and this is the technology and real time tech is here to stay the, the realism that you're able to get out of it the the instant feedback that you're able to get out of it uh it's here to stay i don't think it's ever, no one is ever going to go back in fact um, one of the russo brothers recently commented on how um when they used unreal engine in one of their projects it was like going from film making 1.0 to film making 5.0 uh right uh so i think for storytelling and for filmmakers uh it's inevitable that this is going to be there so it's better to just quickly pick up uh all of these text so that you could uh you could you know, use it for your own in, in your own creative ways to tell stories yes i completely agree that it is the future of storytelling but when do you see that transition happen happening where people see the benefit of interactive content because for for over 100 years we've been restricted to passive entertainment where we just sit and watch that's it there's no but now we're getting into the space where it's going to be interactive in the future there's going to be like we'll touch feel stuff and stuff like that so 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 it's exciting but how do we kind of nudge these ad agencies the the producers to kind of acknowledge that this is the tool of the future on that on that front right like i don't think i don't think we are behind uh, in that we i'm already talking to a number of movie studios and they're using unreal engine for previous purposes uh, and they've been doing that for like about 2 years now um since for a while um and and you know even the biggest movies or the biggest movie studios in india uh, have been using this like you know for example technicolor has been uh, was part of the lion king movies Uh, and they are also you know and, and they have been doing some work uh, and uh, in using unreal engine so i don't i don't think it's a matter of i don't think you need to nudge anyone uh, to start adopting this because people are already ad- adopting it uh, when it comes to virtual reality itself uh, in india specifically uh, you are uh, the there's a general drought for uh, getting vr headsets for example right you can't get your you can it's it's very hard to import your uh, your vr headsets you just have to have someone bring it for you from a foreign country or what not uh, but you know but people are still finding ways to to start using virtual reality you you do find vive hit uh, vive kits and and you know edge rift oculus rifts and what not uh, lying around in those places so uh, it i think So one of the things that we have been doing is like you know it's there, we see an organic adoption of virtual reality and real time tech in filmmaking uh, filmmaking uh, but what we are trying to do in epic india and southeast asia is to act as a catalyst so we are working with a number of studios uh, to educate them so it's not just the ones who are attending conferences who get to know these things we go to studios and we right. educate them and in india uh, to bridge that gap we have been providing free training uh for pretty much any studio who wants to get used to uh, uh who wants to use unreal engine and they have heard of it you know it's like mandalorian is a great example so everyone is like oh my god like how do we how do i do it so we provide them with training uh, we also provide them with free virtual machines if they if they lack the uh, machine or the hardware to run the run unreal engine on their desktop again it's inevitable like we are seeing we are already seeing an organic adoption of virtual reality in filmmaking and what we are doing at epic india is um, is to act as a catalyst to 
to have more people and as many people as we can to use this tech uh, for their own uh, creative purposes right fair enough so you mentioned you know i mean obviously i mean it's got to be the larger people because i mean most of the time you know it's the ones who know about the technology or in the vested in the space are the ones who are pursuing it or or, or very few people at least you know of the interactions that i have had you know but it's nice to know that there's this you saying that there's a larger organic adoption of ar vr in the country and then there is a problem with the the technology itself because at least here in india the accessibility is a problem you know because there are people who are like uh, suppose if you want to like uh, acquire a, a stc headset or a, a quest or things like that you know people are like retailing over here on amazon and, and stuff like that for double the rate so there there is a few problems which i think which needs to be sorted so you mentioned about the production houses looking at you know uh, xr for previous but uh, can you give like a more uh, example because you are you are interacting with production houses and you saying you're trying to build a community can you give some more examples of uh, studios who are currently building some stuff and you in the beginning of the conversation you also mentioned that you are uh, you created this uh, 14 short challenges would you also like to We'll talk a little bit about that too yeah so uh, in so one of the things like we we and when i first joined we were trying to find shops who are using unreal engine at all and then while doing our discovery we realized that there is, there are a lot of folks who are using unreal engine because i was of the same uh, uh, i had the same assumption that you know that not a lot of people are using real time right. for movies which turned out to be false um and we were seeing a lot of uh, like you know bigger shops boutique shops mid size shops who are already using unreal engine and and india is a services sector so you and people don't necessarily talk about it because it's for movies that they cannot talk about uh but in our discovery we did we did discover quite a lot of uh, studios for example there is uh, in in chennai there is a there is a studio called hexar factory who have been doing virtual production for about uh, two years in bangalore we had uh, we have a studio called vega studios who have been doing uh, virtual production and also building their own uh, computer graphics pipeline for real time engines um, and 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 you know i can keep going on and on and 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 having found about 14 of these studios uh, and in in trivandrum there is a studio called tilt labs who also been was doing virtual production so we keep finding these pockets of like you know studios um, all over the, all over the country Uh, so what we want to do was like you know hand pick 14 of them uh, right now uh, and we created uh, we are running this thing called the short film challenge uh, now short film challenge is where uh, we have uh, paired most of them uh, with a production house uh, production houses are people who have directors and have the story and we are uh, essentially challenging these 14 studios to come up with the best looking and best story driven uh short films about 3 to 6 minutes long and all of this short film challenge involves people uh all of the studios interacting with each other it's not going to be siloed uh we have feedback sessions about the story about the look about the creativity of part of uh, on all of it uh but we have some of the biggest names in 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 the country of directors um and studios who are working on it uh and we are uh, creating this community so that you know uh, people people don't live in a silo because almost every one of these studio think that they are the only ones who are doing what they're doing or they are missing a puzzle or missing a piece of the puzzle uh, about certain piece that they that another studio has already probably or uh, do a lot better so that's how we're growing this community and making sure there's a lot of interaction and soon and movie making is a, it's a it's a time consuming process you know feature films especially take a year uh, at least to come out and so i think in the next year or two you'll you'll start seeing a, or you'll start 
the names will start surfacing uh, of studios who more openly are using uh, real-time tech and Unreal Engine rather than right now where it's more uh, a bit behind closed doors. It's great that we have a team like Epic who's kind of trying to build a community and creating an open uh working environment because you rightfully pointed out i mean you know the problem with the entire it's i think it's not just your uh, the entertainment industry i think over uh, globally i mean it all across all business sectors i mean the problem is that you know we try to work in silos but i guess that is going to be breached in maybe like a few years because then there's these technologies such as blockchain things like that which is coming which is going to like advocate more decentralized way of working and more sharing because i guess that's the only way we can create a system which is more inclusive and, and which is ben, uh, beneficial for all covid uh, almost for a year plus we've been sitting at home the biggest industry the which the, the the industry which has been impacted the deepest is obviously the entertainment industry theaters have been shut the other side the gaming industry ott is doing really well digital medium is uh, is doing great what is the future of content creation and how do you think this this full halt of work for almost a year is going to impact the entertainment industry is there going to be a shift because traditionally so far in, in production studios you know we used to look at offline uh, editing software online editing software today we have gaming engines which offer the same kind of workflow or, or almost cheap or, or, or almost free to use how is this going to impact the future of content creation yeah, I mean, with COVID, uh, one of the things that we have been seeing is it's multi-user collaborative techniques that has been available for a while is now being embraced a lot better. Uh, and of course, it has it has affected and 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 definitely it's a, it's one of the hard one of the industries that definitely got hard hit. Uh, so you know, uh, but people, uh, it is a creative industry, and we are seeing people using creative methods in order to still continue making films and continue making, uh, telling their stories. Uh, you know, uh, for example, we, we already have people who are, uh, back in, in Chennai, again, there was a, a, a studio called Stage Unreal, which is run by, uh, uh, which is run by Manoj Parmahamsa, who's a cinematographer. And during COVID, uh, they created a, a short film, like a music video uh, of uh, using Unreal Engine, and it was all rendered in real time. But the cool thing about it is the VFX supervisor was working from home. Like he had just a monitor and he was essentially, you know, using the multi-user tools uh, built in the engine and of course Zoom uh, in order to then, you know, direct the shots. The only people who were on the stage was the mocap performer and the assistants who were who were assisting in the mocap part of it. But everyone who everyone else, like the camera person, you know, the, the cinematographer, the VFX supervisor, the director the sound mixer, the editor, all of them were working remotely uh, and they still were able to produce a shot, right? So uh, I think the we have we have the tools that of course tools can be improved upon, but I think we have the tools today that allow you to still continue to tell these stories uh, without, without being completely hindered by it. Uh, but it's all about like who gets to adopt this? How do you get exposure to this? And that's why again, one, once again, during the COVID times, uh, we had the fellowship program uh, in Unreal Engine where we uh, where we invited the, the VFX supervisors from all around the world, including from India, to get trained in Unreal 
uh, we also uh, had folks uh, in india also getting trained for free uh, all, all during the covid time so they they can use this downtime to upskill themselves uh, so you know um, it it is and 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 because of covid i don't want to say thanks to covid but because of covid uh, we are we are seeing a uh, a more a shift in the way in which people are working uh, in in which people are, are embracing this tech in order to start uh, in order to have this kind of remote working environment and people are now okay with it uh, of course it never, never never is equal into uh, to physical presence but at least there is a way for you to continue working and it's not a complete halt so do you see this shift lasting for a longer time this, this shift of the way we are using tech because there is this this transition slow but gradual transition if you see where people are leveraging more of technology and it's not just about unreal engine uh, uh, you know for for creating content there is artificial intelligence which is being leveraged and so on and so so, so, so what so how important is the role of technology going to play in the future of uh, storytelling and, and uh, again i'm going to i mean possibly <laughs> specifically unreal engine how important is that going to be for the future of you know content creation uh, some of the things that unreal engine has been doing has been pretty revolutionary so uh, you know cutting down on render time is something that's huge you don't need these huge render farms anymore you're able to get final pixel right out of unreal engine the amount of, and and the side and and that i would say is more like a side effect uh, but the but the more important things that you also get uh, get through unreal engine is the ability to iterate so fast uh, earlier you know uh, when i was talking to an animation studio to make a uh, make a lighting change it would take about a week if the, if the creative director came in and wanted to change the lights in the scene uh, and you know they change the light the artist goes in changes the light waits for the render goes through another pass and then go and then does the final uh, final quality render now if you want to change the light you just change it it's it's done uh, the, the the size of the team also goes smaller uh, so a smaller team is able to produce a lot more content which means that you know uh, especially uh, folks who are making like youtube content for example are able to be a lot more uh, prolific because they're able to have the smaller teams creating more and more content which means it's equivalent to generating more and more money out of or uh being more profitable out of it uh we are also seeing uh, unreal engine being used for uh kind of showing the actor and the uh, and the performers about where they are in a particular scene because earlier if you were in a green screen uh you kind of had to imagine there's a monster in front of you and the monster is angry but the performance can never be as realistic as an actor actually encountering a monster but with unreal engine and using virtual reality or even led volumes you are literally able to place a monster in front of the actor which means you are able to get a lot more performance uh, out of out of the actor uh, you are also able to use it for uh, uh, live streaming mocap uh, so instead of instead of having an actor being in mocap and then slapping a mocap uh, you know uh, character on top of them offline you are able to see the actor and the uh, mocap performance in real time composited on the final environment uh and you're all and you know uh, and and it go in and, and this goes on and on like previous is one of those places production visualization is a, is is one of those places architectural visualization or set creation uh, is also another place 
Um, so, you know, it, it, it is here to stay uh, and Epic Games uh, as a, I would say, Unreal Engine as a tool uh, for creators and it's available for free uh, and the entry barrier for you to start using Unreal Engine for your production purposes has never been, um, has never been lower before. The general notion is, you know, at least for when, when you talk about new technology, augmented reality, virtual reality, people think, oh, it's too expensive. It's too expensive. And, and the problem is there with distribution, this problem with monetization. How easy or simple is Unreal Engine for the people who are non-coders? There is a blueprint uh, you, you have for visual code, but what, is there, do you have planned to make it more easier for uh, content creators? And do you think that we will start seeing, you know, the content creators will start seeing, you know, I mean, big monies when it comes to creating content in this space? I mean, uh, first of all, uh, Unreal Engine is free for filmmakers. So if you're, there's, there's really literally no money that you have to pay. Um, because, uh, and, and that's one. So the entry barrier is low. Like, right, no, right. nothing. Uh, and for artists uh, and non-coders non and non-programmers, Unreal Engine has been, we have been building a lot of tools and Blueprint is a great, a great example of that. It's specifically meant for folks who want to embrace Unreal Engine and contribute more into the production process. Uh, uh, so you know, artists or creative directors or or uh, you know UI artists, they can also work in Unreal Engine. Uh, so there, there are tools that we and it is a very artist-friendly tool. Uh, in fact, the grammar of or the vocabulary of what you would see in uh, in a traditional digital content creation tool like Maya or Blender kind of translates really well into Maya into Unreal Engine also. Uh, so it is a very artist-friendly tool, and and like I said, it earlier uh, because artists are ab also able to contribute more into this production process the team also becomes smaller uh, because artists are al also able to create this content and it's not just programmers it's not just tech, tech savvy people who are implementing things um, so there's a lot of tools like you know uh, uh, vfx creation is friendly in in unreal like using niagara or if you want to use uh, write your own shaders you can use the material editor uh, and editing is also a breeze uh, using sequencer uh, you have a lot of uh, tech that connects external hardware into Unreal quite easily, uh, which used to be a domain of the technologist or a programmer. Now it's super easy using LiveLink. Uh, so it is. It, so you're able to, you know, th there are more and more tools. Of course, it can be improved upon, but there are more and more tools specifically looking at artists and non-coders uh, within Unreal Engine. There is this movement going on from green screen to LED for virtual production. There is, there is, uh, I think you guys are partnered with Green Rain and Famous Studios to set up something over here. Then Korea is setting up a, a virtual production, uh, uh, has already set up a virtual production studio. Media Monks, I think, is uh, is doing something with you guys in Delhi. When do we have like a virtual production here in India and how will that transform filmmaking? Uh, it's it's coming. Uh, it's definitely a uh, it's definitely a place where you will um, you will start seeing movies using LED volumes uh, in India specifically. Uh, it will take it'll take a few months, if not a couple of years before it becomes mainstream. And the reason I'm saying that is because. So you're saying by the end of the year, we'll have something over here. I'm saying in a few. I'm saying a few months, uh, if not a couple of years. Uh, so it, it is a slow process. I'm not saying it's got to be here by the end of the year. And the reason I'm saying that is because uh, it's again because of procurement. Uh, while the tech is here, the software is here. 
for anyone independently to set up a LED volume is an expensive affair, uh, and they got to really invest in it. Uh, at the same time, uh, importing uh, in 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 India is quite painful. Uh, you know, if you want to make uh, if you want to import LED panels, if you want to in, import processors, if you want to import in camera uh, camera uh, camera tracking equipment, uh, all of that is you know. In addition to that being a fairly expensive deal itself, the import duty itself is quite big. It's almost thirty to forty percent. Um, so and 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 you know production houses typically have to look at ROI. Uh, they have to see like how will they get back the money out of, out of it. So what? So you know, and that's kind of what we're trying to solve here. We are educating people and directors and VFX supervisors to say like here it is going to save money. So if there is a production house or a or a uh, or a movie company that wants to build this LED volume in India, they have to make sure that they are able to get their mm. uh, uh, their return on investment of that. Uh, and that's kind of the, the and, and and you know it's a it's a it is it looks like a catch twenty two but and we're but we're trying to solve the equation by showing people that showing as many people as we can uh, the advantages of using LED volumes in in camera VFX uh, using Unreal Engine so that more and more production houses or more and more movie directors and studios want to embrace this tech which means that the which means that there is a demand side created. Which means the supply of LED volume will then show up uh, in uh, you know because of the supply because of the demand. So you have yeah. been invested in the space for the longest time. Would you like to talk about some experiences or content which has really caught your attention? People who are yeah. like really pushing the boundary with, with content creation. Maybe you can also talk about meta humans and photorealistic content. So uh, let, let me take this example. Uh, you know, the fellow we I told you about the fellowship program and folks who graduated out of the fellowship program, which includes myself, but folks who graduated from the fellowship program, uh, which included Srinivas Mohan and Yugendar and Manoj Paramahamsa, um, they uh, they worked on this really cool LED volume project uh, in uh, Hyderabad uh, for a for a for a um, for a music video called Cab Stories, uh, and I can link you to that. Uh, but that's cutting edge for India. Like they were able to, they, they were able to kind of innovate frugally by sourcing LED panels out of India. Uh, they were able to get and uh, get camera tracking systems uh, somehow. Uh, you know, uh, and they were and they were able to create the music video. It looks fantastic because you'd never be able to tell that it was LED volume or uh, or Unreal Engine unless someone tells you to. Uh, a lot of things that create this kind of immersion, like uh, reflections, like real, like real-looking reflections. Uh, the the main uh, person in the music video is a lady who wears like shiny jewelry, shiny clothes, uh, is on a car which has shiny uh, surface on top of it, and you have dancers uh, uh, all dancing behind her who are all wearing like you know shiny clothes. Uh, and you would never for a moment believe that all of that is in a digital. Uh, environment uh, or an LED volume uh, until unless someone tells you. So that's definitely a work that I would uh, I would highlight, saying that that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, let me link you to that because it's definitely worth uh, seeing. I get excited for these kind of things because I I hope the same excitement gets passed on to a legacy traditional uh, uh, entertainment industry. You know, and I hope that those big players kind of pick on these 
the these tools and leverage the opportunity that it presents we getting into volumetric space we getting into a whole lot of haptic feedback test uh, and, and uh, things like that would you kind of like to talk a little bit about that how how are you looking at the future of uh, content creation because do you think that it, it, in, in this decade we gonna move out from or restricted 2d medium and get into the 3d world 3d uh, 3d as in like you know interactive 3d uh, i think we are seeing we are, we are we are already seeing that uh you know for example uh in fortnite we recently had a ariana uh, ariana grande concert uh which was fairly new right like and and people and players uh, you know you could just go in there and you can you were in a concert you were listening to her sing uh, but at the same time you're also having an interactive experience where you are shooting a monster and you are running around ariana grande and it is in 3d and previously we all and that had like a few million views uh, or a few million plays i would say uh, gameplay on uh, fortnite and and similarly there was a, a another concert by travis scott uh, which had a similar kind of uh, an experience and i think that is the future uh, that you or that is one of the futures for sure uh, where you will start seeing more and more interactive content uh, which is more playable uh which will be consumed by by uh, by you know your everyday folks it's not just restricted to gamers and what not uh at the same time uh and that's kind of what leads to the conversation of the metaverse where uh we will we are heading towards this this age of metaverse where it's not just where you're watching movies or playing games but you're actually going to be starting making movies and and making games uh making products making uh, having um Uh, having conversations as if you are in the real world like you know you mentioned meta humans uh, which is definitely a step towards uh, the metaverse that we are talking about uh, and and in the next decade or so i think it will definitely be uh, definitely be there i think we will see a shift of people kind of uh, using the snow crash term of just uh, goggling in uh, and you're able to then um, then uh, get into the metaverse in order to start uh, not just consuming content but making content Yeah, obviously the tech is this it's like a double edged sword you know it, it, it's got this pros and it got cons it's so exciting that maybe in the far out future maybe like a 40 50 years we'll be able to possibly simulate everything you know and, and we could we could get close to simulating reality itself that conversation gets interesting and it gets very scary at the same time we'll stick to metaverse you know, ha <laughs> No, it's not even 40 years you're seeing it today like you're seeing it right now <laughs> yeah I, i i mean in, in a way where we create simulate our entire physical reality where it gets uh, you are not able to distinguish between the, the physical and and the digital reality metaverse uh, that the one company which is i think the at the forefront is epic games you guys have invested a billion dollar uh you spoke about travis scott uh, 350 million fortnite or more i don't really know the exact numbers you already have that that <laughs> the, the captive audience over there what are your plans for metaverse and and, and from for my audience could you actually describe what the metaverse is what does what is it going to do what is going to look like how is go and how is going to impact all of us I mean, no one really knows what the metaverse is going to look like uh, frankly speaking but we are getting there 
we know that we know what we want, but we don't know what it looks like. Uh, and so Fortnite is a good example of a metaverse uh, or, or, or a direction where metaverse is heading, where it's not just games that you're playing, uh, but you're hanging out with friends. Uh, you're going to concerts. Uh, you're watching movie premieres inside uh, inside this this world with with your friends. So that's one kind of uh, metaverse uh, uh, example. Uh, you know, uh, other things like Minecraft and Roblox are all metaverses on their own. And and fundamentally, the idea of metaverse is like you know, it'll be like the internet where today, if you go to Gmail or or you know WhatsApp, you don't say I'm going to the internet. You just use gmail uh, and that's kind of what metaverse is going to be even today when you're using google maps you're kind of using a metaverse version of augmented reality where you do have a phone and it's showing you in real time what your position is and you're following the arrow even without looking at the road because you're just literally looking at the phone and just kind of walking or driving uh, because you know that's where you're heading right uh, and that's kind of what uh, that's kind of what will be the um, kind of almost invisible transition to everyone using metaverse uh, and today and, and more and more people are beginning to uh, understand the power of using uh, of being in a real time 3d environment and being in a highly realistic environment uh, in order to uh, to sell their products uh, in order to tell their stories in order to make movies uh, and that's kind of what what it is uh, there is no like one definition of this is what the metaverse is but in a science fiction world it's it is this 3d or a real-time 3D environment, which is very, very realistic looking, and it's and you know, uh, and you are able to uh, to do pretty much everything that you would do in the physical world uh, in the metaverse uh, and more, uh, because there are really no physical loss, uh, you know, um, that's bounding you. But you could do uh, a lot of things, and it's got to be advantages to everyone being in the metaverse uh, for all the things that I, all the reasons I just mentioned earlier. The legacy tradition content creators, entertainment studios, you know, who are still stuck with the old ways of functioning. What would you tell them and what would you tell my listeners, you know, enthusiasts, students who who are excited for this, but have, have not taken the first step? Uh, what would you what would be your advice to them? Yeah, to answer your first question about like, you know, for folks who are reluctant to use this tech, uh, I think it's, I think it's kind of inevitable. Like, you know, I, I think they will organically pick it up. Like, you know, today we're talking, we're doing a podcast, which did not, which was not a word that existed a few years ago, uh, but we're doing that and, and people are uh, hopping on it. People are getting used to Zoom because that's inevitable. Like, you don't, you don't right. want to not use Zoom anymore. Um, and, 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 you know, you, you either pick it up today uh, and then you know be one of the folks that who, who's leading who's leading it or doing it uh, otherwise you will pick it up later but you'll already have a lot of players in it so it's a good time to start picking it up which then brings to the second second point like how do you have students or anyone who's enthusiast to start using it uh, like i said the entry barrier has never been low unreal engine is free unreal online learning which is a channel has thousands of, of hours of content uh, nicely curated all of that is free in india we provide free education uh, free training instructor-led education for anyone who wants to learn unreal engine again that's free for anyone who is still work thinking about buying a pc but is not really sure while while getting trained uh, we provide free virtual machines again that's free uh, and just get in touch uh, touch with with me uh, or any of the folks at the friendly Epic Games uh, India Southeast Asia team, and we're more than happy to hook you up. Uh, so uh, so you know that, and that's where we are. We are in this very exciting period where 
everything is free like literally for the only thing that's stopping you from not learning is you uh, but everything else is around is is there around for you so you know get in touch and we'll be more than happy to enable you to uh, use unreal engine and to get on this uh, this this new wave of tech lovely through through my yeah. conversations the one thing that i stress on and i repeat i mean through all the podcast is that we are living in the most exciting space you know obviously there there, there is the downside of technology but it's so loaded of the positives you know today we have the same knowledge which was available to the richest person in the world just maybe you know and exclusively only for him and nobody else had it but today internet has is a repository of knowledge and we have got moocs massive open online courses education for free the only and only thing that stops you is your desire and intent and yeah. if yeah and so so yeah my last question what's what's the road map ahead for epic and what's the road map for you as an individual what is it that mr arvind neelakantin wants to be remembered as Wow, that's a that's a very long term uh, goal, and there are a lot of things <laughs> I want to get done. Uh, but uh, you know, uh, for me, uh, from a from a technology point of view, uh, I I do believe in real time being the the next next thing. Um, and in India, we in India and Southeast Asia included, uh, it's it's all about having creating this impact of saying I. i'm able to free myself and start telling my stories and if you know if there's if there's one thing that 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 anything that i can do and that's kind of what my what my entire journey has been uh, through the last few years uh, is to enable as many people as i can uh, to start using this tech uh, because it truly does remove the shackles uh, and and start to, like you know uh, just as the way uh, we were able to democratize uh, game development uh, where it's now super easy anyone in a basement with a computer can make a can, can make a, a game uh, and that's kind of the transition that we're seeing in pretty much all the industries we're seeing it in movie in films we're seeing in automotive where we're seeing a plethora of electric scooters for example uh, all being startups which is unheard of right earlier you had to have like a bajaj or a or a hero to make scooters today you have like anyone and everyone making a, an electric scooter and 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 all of that i think it's leveraged by the use of real time tech uh, you're able to design collaboratively you're able to do reviews collaboratively uh, and all you know and no one is constrained geographically geographically anymore and if there's any one thing that i can, and, and you know through my journey if i had touched the life of someone who who said like you know i use real time tech and that's why i am here i am who i am uh, that's great uh, and that's that's pretty much what you're looking at, what uh, what i would be pretty happy about uh and that's the that's the educator and the and the teacher in me uh talking about it beautiful wish you the very best yeah. for it and yeah we need more evangelists uh, such as yeah. yourself and and i'm sure you've touched lives of lots and lots of people and and those people in turn will touch uh, lives of lots and lots of people but I, because i guess that's the way it is you know it, it's a butterfly effect it's a network effect you know when you do you do bad it spreads like shit you do good you spreads like i mean you know it creates a beautiful world you know and I, and we need a beautiful world and and so thank you for being part of the podcast and uh, to my listeners if you like what you see in here please press the subscribe button and until next time see you guys bye bye thank you all right thanks for having me eddie yeah.